We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV-14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. Spoiler warning. If you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet, we are going to be discussing important plot points. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode. Yeah, Hannibal does not like spoilers. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. We only have one announcement really today and it's the fact that after this episode the show had taken a month-long break for a winter break a Christmas break holidays whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and we do not want to take a break so our <laughs> schedule is going to be a little thrown off uh, up to this point our episode release date has been only one day different than the original episode air date 30 years and one day different. <laughs> but we decided instead of taking a month off because, well, who we, wants to do that? True. And we really enjoy doing this and spending <laughs> this time together. It's true. Um, we are going to do a bonus episode <laughs> next week. <laughs> and we are calling it our midterms. Midterms. Because like any good student, we are learning about 90210 as we go. <laughs> and we are going to come together next week and discuss with you guys and each other all of our things that we've learned and characters yes. growth and development and things that we got wrong earlier on that we <laughs> fixed and all yes. kinds of fun stuff. And we may have some bloopers thrown in there. Who knows? Because believe it or not, this <laughs> isn't always the first take. So. No, no. I, I actually, Hannibal, I clipped a blooper little reel. It's less than a minute. Barely less than a minute, but less than a minute. (laughs) That's going to be our teaser clip for next week. Oh, dear. So instead of having at the end of the episode a little clip of next week's show, it's going to be a blooper clip because, well, why not? (laughs) You guys get to hear some of those goofs. Oh, my goodness. We get a little silly sometimes (laughs) off the air. Anywho, (laughs) before we carry on with the episode, Mm-hmm. We do want to say this is another one of those episodes that's very heavy, very intense, and we want to give a trigger warning here because mm-hmm. it deals with date rape and everything that a woman, young or old, has to go through if they've been through that. So if you can't handle that and if that is something that is going to be a trigger for you, feel no shame about skipping this episode and just tuning back in next week. Our feelings will not be hurt, we promise. Mm -hmm. We would rather you skip this episode than get to the end of it and have it be emotionally painful for you. Mm -hmm. You gotta watch out for your own mental health. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely take a break from this episode if you need to. But if that's not you, then stay with us, stay tuned, because we have some (laughs) very intense conversations coming your way. (laughs) Okie doke, season one. Episode 9, The Gentle Art of Listening. Mm -hmm. The Hulu description, 
As a trainee for a teen crisis hotline, Brenda breaks the rules by taking a call after hours from a rape victim. She tries to learn the girl's identity to help her. Brandon thinks a masseuse is interested in him and dodges a freshman admirer. I'd say that about covers it. Yeah. <laughs> Short, brief, to the point. Says everything he needs to say. Absolutely. So we start this episode off at a pep assembly. Pep assembly. Out in that little courtyard area that they show a lot of times. Yeah. And I love the school spirit in the school. It's cool. As the fact that your sister was a cheerleader at your high school. Oh, you yeah. You were in the pep band. I was yeah. the mom that was always there with the cheerleaders in the pep band. I wish that your school had this kind of school spirit. Yeah. See, there were a couple of years that I was in high school that, like, the student section did have quite a bit of school spirit. Yeah. For certain sports and certain games. Yes. But for the most part, they kind of just, eh. Very indifferent. Very indifferent. They would sit there the whole time. And I think this is a big difference, too. In 1990, these kids didn't have cell phones in their pockets to sit there and stare at. At modern high schools, kids go to these games just so they have something to do to not be at home. But they sit there and text the person sitting next to them or staring at their phones. They're not actually paying attention to the game. When the game's done, you ask most of those students... (laughs) They may know who won and who lost, but what was the score? Oh, I just don't. Or they'd be like 50-something, I don't know. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't know. No. So, seeing this was kind of fun. Yeah. What did you think of Brandon's little backwards newsies hat? I was not sure what was happening there. (laughs) It was weird. It was weird. I'm like, Brandon, no offense to Jason Priestley, but I don't think he's a hat person. Especially not that kind of hat. Especially not that kind of hat where it's just like all of the hair is off of his forehead and it's just back. (laughs) It was not a good look for him. No, no. It wasn't a good look. So David is the new voice of Wes Beverly. Yay. But he needs to not let Scott touch stuff. Yeah, poor Scott. He was trying, though. He wanted to help. He wanted to be cool like his buddy. Yeah. But not so much. He lifted that receiver up when they were calling to prank the other school. And it just made that big, loud feedback. I'm like, oh, Scott. No, no, no. And shouldn't he know? Because aren't they in some kind of, like, geek club of, like, technology or something? Yes. He should know better. I think He he should. He probably just got nervous. He did. So (laughs) we're back at the house. And Brandon is telling his mom about this little freshman girl who's been eyeballing him. And he's just embarrassed and annoyed and... Mom's like, that's so adorable. Yeah, which, like, I don't know why he was so embarrassed and annoyed. It's not like it was she was hurting anything. She And why is he treating her like she's this little tiny child? They are one grade apart. They're one grade apart, buddy. Freshman and sophomore. Although, not be, that big of a difference. Yeah, although, to be fair, isn't he 16? Technically, but they don't actually know how old she is. They call her 14, but why? She's only one grade younger. That's fair. I thought that was weird. And also, it's... It may not be someone he's interested in, but just being admired is nice. It is nice. It is nice. So the friendly relationship that Brandon has with his mom cracks me up. Oh, it's great. This was our teaser for last week. Hey, Brandon. Hi, honey. Hi. Why is it she always waits till your father gets out of town before she goes theatrical on me? <sighs> Let me talk to her. <laughs> that was so funny because it is true every time we've seen her go 
theatrical, as Cindy says. It's always right after Dad leaves town. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you realize it, but you did that a lot. Did I? Yes. Your dad used to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you were a teenager, every, you'd be, like, perfectly cheery and happy and wonderful. And as soon as your dad leaves, you were cranky and you were, it was, th- you were just unhappy. Yeah. And I remember telling your dad sometimes, like, you don't understand. As soon as you leave, these kids are just, they're at each other's throats and they're not being nice to me. Mm. And they're cranky. And he's, I remember one time early, early on, he was just like, maybe it's you. I'm like, it's not me. I'm not no. bringing this on. And this is a good example. It just happens to be. Well, I think it's also might just be one of those subconscious things, like, because he's not home as often, yeah. you want to have the time when he is home be fun time. Mm-hmm. So you push down anything negative that you're <laughs> feeling until dad leaves. And then you can let it back out again. It all goes to the surface then. Yes. yes. And I love them tag teaming on when Brenda goes theatrical, like, I'll get her this time. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was hilarious. So as Brandon's going to go take care of it this time, he goes upstairs to talk to her and he finds out that she's really frustrated with Kelly and Donna. Mm -hmm. She wants to do something meaningful. When she first moved to Beverly Hills, she thought about trying out to be a cheerleader, but Kelly and Donna have shown they have no school spirit. Yeah. According to something they said earlier, Kelly said she lost that in seventh grade and Donna said that's not all she lost in seventh grade. Hmm. Oy, those girls. Oh dear. I just felt so sad for Brenda. Because I remember you and your sister being those kids who wanted to be school-spirited and have fun, and your friends who are not in the same activities as you were like, um, no. Weird. You're so weird. Why would you care? It's like... (sighs) Because it's awesome. Have fun in life. Exactly. And if you can't have school spirit and be excited about your school, well, you have problems. (laughs) Right? So then she says that her friends just want to go shopping, and you could, there's only so much shopping you can do. I liked seeing that side of Brenda. I think that was good. It was very good character development. Mm-hmm. But then Brandon tells her about this thing that Andrea is involved yeah. in. The rap line. Rap line. What did you think of that? I wasn't really sure why it was called the rap line. So one of the definitions of to rap or rapping is it's a slang term to discuss or talk, especially freely, openly, to chat about things. Okay, that makes sense. So I think that's why they named it the rap line, is for that definition of rap. Mm-hmm. Obviously this is 30 years ago. Yeah, slang changes, it's normal. Slang does change. Mm-hmm. To me, it totally made sense, but I didn't know how to explain it. I had to look it up, obviously. Nowadays, I guess they would have similar things, but it'd just be a text thing. Not necessarily. There are still call hotlines. Are there? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the I difference know. of this one is these are local people. Yeah, this is just a local helpline. It is like I a don't... national hotline kind of thing. I don't know if there's really local yeah. ones all that much anymore. Strange. That's not really as much of a thing anymore. Hmm. I think that's something that could be quite handy. There are other platforms. Like, I know there's actually several different kinds of online, like, digital counseling. Yeah, you can I've heard have, of like, that. A, a licensed counselor, like a therapist, yeah. that you can, you can video chat, you can call, or you can text whatever's easiest for you. Yeah. Those kind of things. This is definitely something that's gone away with the times. Mm-hmm. He tells her about this rap line that Andrea is a part of and suggests maybe she talks to Andrea tomorrow about it. Uh, so at school the next day... 
Brenda does go and talk to Andrea and tells her that she wants to volunteer for the rap line. Was it just me or did there feel like there was some weird, awkward tension between Andrea and Brenda? Extreme. Not even just because they're very different social circle-wise, but I think because it's that weird, like, I kind of have a crush on your brother kind of vibe. Not just your brother, but your twin brother. Yeah, and Brenda probably picks up on that. I'm just kind of like, this is weird. Yes, I Mm -hmm. definitely picked up on that, too. I got that. Yeah. But, yeah, it seems like Andrea very much doubts her. Doubts her Mm -hmm. seriousness, her commitment level. Doubts that she'll be any good. Because she sees her the same way that she sees Kelly and Donna. And not realizing that Brenda has much more depth than Mm Andrea is giving her credit for. Yeah. And I think that's part of why the title of this episode is about listening. Yes. Because it's not just because it's a helpline and they're listening to someone on a helpline. But because they're not listening to each other. Yeah. So they're at the rap line, and Brenda's looking really overwhelmed. She's not allowed to take calls at first. She has to go through this training period. But just sitting there, watching her watch everybody and listen to everybody. She looked so overwhelmed. I felt so sad for her. Yeah. But, I mean, I can understand. That's a really overwhelming situation. Oh, it is. It definitely is. If you're not mentally prepared for it and you go into that kind of a thing, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm just kind of showing up, you will not be ready. No. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. But at the end of the night, um, at the rap line, Brenda commits to coming back. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was really cool. So real quick, over at the peach pit, mm-hmm. Nat was getting a massage in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, every customer in the place is going, oh my goodness. What is the boss doing in the back room? Right? And, okay, so, you know me, many things in life I relate to either The Office or Friends. Correct. This reminded me of a scene from Friends. I know exactly what scene you're talking Thank about. Thank you. I was so hoping you would when know. Phoebe is giving Monica yes, a massage. She's and making she can... sex noises. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm just like, oh yeah, like that's so inappropriate, buddy. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. It was so funny. Oh my goodness. But that was just a quick little scene. It was very short. The peach pretty, pit. Pretty quick. We meet Nina. We do meet Nina. Mm-hmm. Which I just have to say. I have a fun fact about Nina. Okay. Hold on a second. I have okay. to complain about her name first. Oh yeah. I'm so irritated at 90210 writers because they're very uncreative with their names. Correct. <laughs> We've are, We're nine episodes in. We've already had a character named Nina. Yeah. Um... Kelly's, Kelly's mom's, mom's friend. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have another... <laughs> Nina. Yeah. Really? I, was Nina just a really common name maybe in 1990? Not that I remember. I'm sorry. There are I thousands mean, also... and thousands of names out there. You couldn't come up with anything else. Anything else. But anywho. What's your interesting thing okay, about Nina? So when I was watching the episode, I was looking at Nina. Anytime she was in a scene, I was like, why... Does this girl look so familiar? She did. It took me so long to figure out why. When I finally looked it up, she was in a single episode of Friends. (gasps) She was? She was. Look at us. Again, everything comes back to Friends. Everything comes back to Friends. Yes, I don't know if any of you listeners have watched Friends, but if you remember the episode... Wait, 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 wait. There are people on this earth who have not watched Friends? I'm friends with some. (gasps) Gasp. Weird. Continue. Continuing. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember the episode where Joey runs into this old flame of his, but she's with someone else, so he, like, brings Monica along on a double date. That was in season one, wasn't it? I don't remember when it was. It was early on. But, like, 
she was the old flame of Joey's that the chicken wings, the chicken wings, the chicken the, wings. She like nibbled on her chicken wings. Weird, like a little chipmunk. I think he called her a little squirrel or something. Squirrel, something like that. Something. But oh, and, that's funny. and that's the entire this episode. Anytime Nina was on screen, I was like, I have seen this girl in something else. I'll have to look it up later. And then that's I was like. Funny. One episode of Friends. <laughs> We've seen Friends a few too many times, perhaps. Perhaps. All right, so <laughs> moving on from that fun fact. Sorry. Back to the rap line. And Andrea and Brenda are outside waiting for the rides. Mm-hmm. Kelly is supposed to be picking Brenda up. And Kelly had called the rap line earlier to complain about something Donna-related. Donna's parents wouldn't let her get a nose job, and oh. they were totally freaking. And it was so inappropriate Mm-hmm. First of all, for Kelly to call there. Exactly. She knew she wasn't supposed to call there, but she didn't care. She's Kelly. She's mm-hmm. in a world of her own. And Brenda was so embarrassed. Oh my goodness. So embarrassed. So they're outside, but Kelly's supposed to be picking her up. Mm-hmm. Andrea's shuttle van ride gets there to pick her up. Yeah. But be, you know, so she said before that, before her ride got there, she asked, is Brandon picking you up? And she was just all like hinting around about it. Hmm. And Brenda's like, no, Kelly Taylor's picking me up. Oh, well, my ride's here. Tell Brandon I said hi. Like, really? How Mm -hmm. cute are you? Even if it's just that, like, your sibling is one of my good friends, so it feels weird to not mention them. It was precious. It was adorable. But Kelly is nowhere to be seen. And Brenda is standing outside alone. She pounds on the glass door for a custodian to let her back in so she can go call Kelly and find out what in the world's going on. Yeah. Right away, Kelly answers and is just like, I'll have to call you right back. We're in I'm the so crisis. Sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, I'm uh, I'm just leaving and then says, I'm going to call you back. So poor Brenda's just standing there going, I broke back into the call center where I'm not supposed to be. And you could just see, she just, she's frustrated. Yes. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. And the phone rings again. Brenda she- answers the phone thinking it's Kelly. Yeah. But it's not. It's not Kelly. Mm-mm. It's a rap line caller, and the caller is very quickly describing a date rape situation. And we're at the oof. Yes, big oof. So Brenda talks to her for a few minutes, even though she knows she's not supposed to. Her heart goes out to this girl. Yeah. Like, I I feel like I should still help her because I'm a nice person. Mm -hmm. Kelly shows up the call center, goes inside, and Brenda just feels so bad for even answering that call. She knows it was against the rules. Yes. Kelly was not a very good friend to her at that point. No. This this episode was not written very... Didn't write Kelly in a very good light. No. But then again, that's kind of how Kelly portrays herself. True. True. That's the mask that she puts on. Yeah. So we're back at the house again. And Cindy tells Brenda that she's following her example and volunteering at a recycling center. That was so sweet. It just was... I mean, the development that we had last week... Between Brenda and her mom. It was nice to see that carry over. Yeah. That here we are again. She's still trying her best to be a good mom and reach out. And the development that we had in past episodes. Yeah. Of Brenda and her mom. And how they've worked through some hard issues together. Mm-hmm. And really grown. And learned to communicate with each other. Yeah. I just thought it was really sweet to see that Likewise. carry over into today's episode where she sees her daughter doing this good thing and wants to be like her. Yeah. It's something you don't always get to see in TV is moms doing things because their kids are being a good example for them. 
most of the time, if they show anything to do with parents and setting a good example, it's the other way around. Absolutely. But sadly, I like seeing it. Sadly, it is the other way around in most shows. In most shows. In real life, there's so many times that you girls have been a good example to me and led me into a good decision and a good path. Yeah. And so. it's a it's a two-way street, and I like that the show yeah. portrays that. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. All right, so we're back at school, and David is introducing the football team starting lineup. What did this episode 100% tell you? Steve is not in football. Absolutely not in we football. We can finally say that for sure. That was just a weird pilot <laughs> goof. Up to this point, every single episode, we're like, we're pretty sure. We think. We're, we don't. We were pretty sure he's not. After one-on-one when he was terrible at basketball, I was like, I'm going to go with he's definitely not but we still had no confirmation. We got confirmation. Yes. He had no sort of football spirit at all. Mm-mm. No jersey. Nothing. Nope. He didn't have a letterman jacket. He nope. didn't have any of that stuff Mm-mm. that all the football guys had. <laughs> but I literally thought that as I saw all these football <laughs> players and I was just like, is Steve in there? Nope. nope. Steve is not in football. <laughs> I'm so glad you thought the same thing. <sighs> Brandon is telling Steve about Nina. Let's talk a little bit more about Nina. We kind of got off on a bunny trail talking about the actress. Yeah. We, we got too excited about <laughs> Friends references. Oops. Nina's an odd duck. That's a very nice way of putting it. Thank you. <laughs> She's very classic hippie. Yes. She's got that hippie vibe, but like California hippie. Yeah. She's unique. Yeah. We'll go with that. Now, did you feel when Brandon was visiting with Nina and talking with Nina that she was flirting with him? Or is that just just, who she is? At that point, when you're first watching it the first time through. I thought she was flirting. Okay. I did too. Yeah. I think looking back on the episode, that's just her her whole vibe and that's just how she talks. Yes. Yes. But at the time, I was sitting there like, man, Brandon is getting hit on by this older gal (laughs) who just apparently does not care about flirting with 16-year-olds. She doesn't care about anything, really. No. So Nina used to work at the Peach Pit, which is why she knows Nat so well. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that she and Dylan know each other pretty well, too, Mm. considering Dylan has been spending a lot of time at the Peach Pit. He he, he knows who she is. I don't think they know each other that way. No. But I think that he knows who Nina is. He knows There's no question in his mind. For sure. So while we're at school, Brenda goes to see Andrea. She wants to talk to her about this caller. But Andrea immediately thinks that Brenda is quitting. Yeah, which Andrea was not... Kind? Not kind. No, not kind at all. She was not treating Brenda with any level of respect. Mm Mm-mm. She was treating her... Like, it's okay, sweetie. I know you tried. Yes. Very... Talking down to her. Pat on the head. Mm-hmm. You gave it a good shot. Yeah. She was not thinking very highly of her at this point. And no. It, just, it made me very disappointed in Andrea, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I kind of understand why when she sees that her best friends are Kelly and Donna. Yeah. I can, I can understand it, but at the same time... If she had actually listened to Brenda's mm-hmm. tone of voice, looked at her for longer than a couple seconds, she would have been able to see that Brenda was distressed. Yes, she was. She was. Yeah. All right. So, so. we're over at the Peach Pit. Mm-hmm. 
And Nina is talking to Brandon about a sensory deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. And that all she could think about when she was in it was peach pie. And obviously that's why she's in the peach pit. Yep. Hello, peach pie. Apparently the best peach pie ever. Um, yeah, I, I would, would assume. assume so. Whoa. <laughs> so he asks Nat about her. And mm-hmm. so he steps aside, asks Nat, and Nat's just like, oh, that's just Nina. He kind of just plays it off like whatever. It's just like, her. Yeah, Nina. But then Nina asks Brandon to be a subject for her herbal rap that she's learning how to do. At this point, it's totally understandable why Brandon still thinks she's hitting on him and it's gonna be more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, this poor child. So then we go over to the rap line and Andrea is shocked to see Brenda show up. Yeah. Very shocked. I think that's probably when she started realizing, what was she actually trying to say to me earlier? Yeah, she's she's definitely noticing that Brenda cares. Yes. So as they're finishing up for the night, the phone rings again. And Andrea answers it. It's late. Tells the caller, you know, we're usually you're done by now, but I can go ahead and talk to you. Oh, Ugh. the girl says, I talked to Brenda last night. Honestly, I love the way that they did handle it. Yes. Because it would have been very easy for them to say, how about you just talk to me? Because the girl who answered the phone wasn't one of our licensed or official But in a situation like that, that would be the worst thing you could do. Absolutely. It would lose this girl's trust. It's true. And all they do, they don't ask any further questions. They put... Like, the counselor chick, Carol, immediately goes, okay, I'm going to be right here with you. Because she realizes this is a person who needs help. Brenda happens to have been the person who she connected with. So they're going to work work through this the best they can. For sure. I do think Brenda handled it like a pro. She She handled it quite well. Until the very, 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 very end when she started pushing the girl for what school she went to. And the girl hung up on her. Yeah, I mean... That was rough. Fair enough, she... Hasn't actually had her training, so she no. doesn't know. She, she had one pretty, day of observing. Pretty good job. She's, she did a really great job. She did do a really her. good job. Well, the section we're about to get into is the heavier, deeper section. Yes. So let's go ahead and take a break now. That's probably a good idea. Uh, my mouth is dry. I need some water. I need water. <laughs> So this next half of the episode, we're actually over halfway through, mm-hmm. but I just had to take a break before this, the rest of this. Before the bulk of the heavy stuff. Yeah. So if you've been listening up to now, it has not come across like very heavy like our warning at the beginning. That's about to change. It is. I'm going to start us off with a little clip here. Okay. So after... Uh, Before our break, we found that Andrea had learned that Brenda did talk to somebody after she broke in the night before. And she comes up to say something to Brenda. Really good interaction between the two of them. Yeah. Hi, Brenda. How are you uh, doing this morning? All right. Maybe a little shaky. It's not hard to believe. Look, Andrea, you can put me down all you want. Why would I want to do that? You, you handled yourself like a pro with that caller last night. It was, uh, it was very impressive. Oh, good. I'm glad you feel that way. So, um, on that note, 
What do you say we take it from the top? Okay. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? I'm climbing the walls. Every single time I hear a girl's voice, I whirl around to see if it matches the voice that I keep hearing in my head. You're sure the caller goes to school here? Almost positive. She said she was attacked after, quote, we won this competition. So she must have been talking about Grudge Week. Why? Did we win the three-legged cat race last night or what? Andre, how can you get away with being editor of the paper when you have so much contempt for the student body? That obvious, huh? It's true. Andrea has, like, no school spirit. No school spirit. At all. But yet she's the editor of the paper. Which is such a contradictory. It should not be that way. I mean, that's actually not that far off. Really? Because if you think about it, she has to write about all of these events. She's doing it because it looks good on her college applications. And because she likes the journalism side of it. But think about most of the articles that she tried to push when we've heard about different articles at the beginning how you know everyone who starts i mean in the pilot episode mm-hmm. everyone she offers the water polo match or the whatever the sciency thing was they always go for the girls water polo or whatever it was and like she yeah. was disappointed in that so it's not that far off from who we know andrea as a as a character true true yeah so walking down the hallway we see Brandon, and he's trying to talk to Dylan and says he wants to pick his brain about (laughs) being with an older woman. Dylan is just so funny in this. He's just, I think he's just messing with Brandon. Completely messing with him. (laughs) And Brandon does not realize it. No, Brandon is so nervous about this big night. And Dylan's just sitting there, probably in his head, just smiling like, oh, buddy. Wait till you know what's Especially... If he knows that it's Nina, exactly, he knows that Nina's taken. So he's just sitting there like, <laughs> what should I say in the morning? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> Do you want a cup of coffee? <laughs> and he's like, he's probably sitting there knowing that that's not going to happen, but just giving Brandon those just, answers anyway. The looks he gives Brandon, the way he just mockingly puts his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Oh my goodness. I'm just, I was just so glad to see Dylan again. We haven't seen yes. him for a couple episodes, I feel like. We haven't. We haven't. Um, as the series goes on, he definitely becomes more of a staple to the show. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so back at the house later on, and Brandon is laying out this very detailed lie about why he's not going to see them tonight and why he'll be gone before they even wake up in the morning. Gotta say, Brandon is got all of the good lying genes in the Walsh family. Brenda got none. Brenda got none of them. Very I mean, true. even earlier in this episode when Kelly called her at the at the <laughs> rap line and they kind of were all giving her this look and she's like, that was my ride. She needed the address. You didn't say an address. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's a very bad liar. Yes. Brandon, excellent liar. He almost had a few too many details in there that would make me suspicious if but I was his mom. very trusting. Very trusting of, of Brandon. Brandon. Yes. So over at the rap line, Brenda is going crazy waiting for this girl to call back. Yeah, a little bit. She is pacing the place down. Every time a phone rings, she's just on edge. And she doesn't call. Brenda tells them, we have to stay. She's always called after 10, but Carol tells her that they just have to learn to let it go at the end of the day, and we just, we have to go home. 
Mm-hmm. Granted, this is her part-time volunteering gig. I understand. She's exhausted. As soon as this lady's out of sight, Brenda's is like going back in, pounding on the door to let her back in. Mm-hmm. She's not giving up. And no. I, I appreciate her dedication. I liked that Andrea went with her. Yeah. And that she's like, okay, you're doing this. I'm with you. I get Because you. I think also part of her was going, well, in that case, she's going to need someone who does know how to manage these kinds of conversations to help her to at least try to coach her. Absolutely. So Brenda and Andrea are waiting for this girl to call. They waited until 1045. 45 more minutes. Mm-hmm. And she called. It's her. But when Brenda's talking to her and finding out what's going on, again, she got raped again by the same guy. And his friend. And his friend. I'm just like, oh, this, this... poor girl. Yeah. That is so rough. But then the girl hangs up on her when she finds out that Brenda has someone else there and it's Andrea. Mm-hmm. This girl knows Andrea. Yeah. Oof, that was hard. That was... Yeah. So now let's talk a minute about Brandon. (laughs) Oh, Brandon. He thinks he's gonna go get some with this hippie. Yes. And he shows up at her house and meets her boyfriend, Richard. Boyfriend, husband, life partner, we don't know. Something. Finds out she's just overly friendly. She was not flirting with him. No, she just genuinely wanted a test subject for this new thing she's working on. And he's standing there and she's just gushing about Richard, I think his name is. And just gushing about how he's getting his doctorate and all of this nonsense. Oh my goodness, it was so funny. How apparently he was her teacher in a lot of this kind of stuff and... Brain is just standing there like, okay, now when can I leave? <laughs> you could just see it in, in his eyes. He was just looking for an escape. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it was, I felt for him at the same time. I was very humored in that moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time for more of the heavy conversation. I needed that chuckle. Yes. Next day of school, mm-hmm. Brenda approaches Bonnie. We find out her name is Bonnie. Yes. And because she finally placed that voice that night before it clicked. Mm-hmm. It clicked. Something that she had said about this always happens after we win or after these, we win these these competitions. Mm-hmm. And that's when Brenda's like, I know who it is. She heard that voice. Bonnie does not like being confronted about this. No. And to be fair, I do think Brenda maybe didn't approach this the right way. For sure. Like... She specifically called the helpline because she wanted to remain anonymous, Mm -hmm. and Brenda decides to approach her at school, loudly calling her name, and in the middle of the hallway, when they're having this argument, she's very loudly talking about how Bonnie was calling, and they're hurting you, they're using you. She's talking in the middle of a crowded hallway. I can understand why Bonnie was wanting to get out of there as fast as possible. Absolutely. I, I agree that Bonnie had the right to be embarrassed and want to run mm-hmm. for the hills. But I'm also really glad Brenda was still working so Absolutely. hard because she was, she basically reached that point where she knew no one else is watching out for this girl, including this girl herself. Yeah. Because she just can't. And so someone might as well. So obviously at some point we don't see this on screen, mm-hmm. but at some point after she confronts Bonnie before the grudge night game that night, Mm-hmm. Brenda goes to Carol, I'm guessing, 
And the authorities. Yes. Which I think was the best thing she could do. Absolutely. After she found out who this girl was. Once she got confirmation, it was no longer a suspicion, it was no longer a guess. She got for sure confirmation, Mm -hmm. this is the girl. Yes. And she had good reason to suspect it was about to happen again. Yes. So it's that night, Scrudge night. West Beverly High just won, and Bonnie is waiting for her friend, another cheerleader friend, to walk out to their cars together, because Bonnie does not want to leave alone. Understandably so. Yeah. But her friend tells her that she is going to ride with these guys to the party instead. Mm-hmm. Also, what a sad friend. Yes. Safety in numbers. Every girl knows that. If You, you never let a girl walk to their car by themselves. If her friend didn't know that there was a reason to be concerned. I guess in this day and age, it was everyone is cautious all the time. Whether you yeah. know something's going to happen or not. In 1990, I don't think maybe... It was their little parking lot of their little high school. They didn't think anything of it. It was mm-hmm. a comfortable zone. I mean, for people's I mean, sake, we would do that when we got back from, like, band trips. Honey, and- I worry about you when you walk from your best friend and brother's apartment to your house, and it's, like... A block away. A, not not even, even a block. Like, a half a block away. I don't even have to cross a street. And when you tell me you're walking home sometimes at, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, I'm like, <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's okay. My neighbors have a floodlight. But, but that same feeling you're having with her is the same feeling I have with you on that. That's fair. But in this day and age, mm-hmm. here in 2020, there's a lot more cause to be concerned than in 1990. I suppose. I think it's maybe but less... But you feel safe. Yes. Her friend felt safe. Bonnie's friend... But here's the thing, is that... Didn't know there was a problem. Yeah, I, I suppose. But at the same time, if your friend feels unsafe walking to their car, whether you think it's safe or not, you walk them to their car. She wasn't trying to make it sound like she felt unsafe. She was just like, I've been waiting for you, and I thought we could walk out together, and kind of Mm -hmm. making it a fun thing, because she didn't want to admit there was a problem. Yeah, that makes sense. We finish off the episode with a fairly long clip. It's actually two different parts of the scene that I clipped into one clip. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of hang on and listen. It will get quiet in the middle and come back. But I'm really proud of Brenda. Yeah. Hey, Bonnie. You need a ride? Not tonight. Yeah, tonight. We won. We've got to celebrate. Please charge up. What's the matter? Don't you like us? Huh? you know how much we like you and want you? Please. Oh, are you going to make us beg for it? Or we're going to have to get nasty again. Please. Get in the car, Bonnie. No. Then we'll just have to do it standing up. Are you going to go down and say something? No. I got to be by myself. How'd she know this was going to happen like this? All the calls came after 10. So your sister figured that uh, these attacks might be taking place after each grudge night event. How'd she put all that together? 
She's a good listener. I'm really proud of Brenda. I am too. Because being able to have the strength to know that, yes, she was technically according to the promise she gave Bonnie, betraying that trust, that anonymity, and the don't tell anyone promise that Bonnie made her agree to. Yeah. But still being able to do the right thing and go to the authorities knowing that it was going to be the best thing for Bonnie, that's hard. Yeah. Definitely finding that balance of you have to, in that kind of a situation, somebody has to know they can trust you. But she told her for a reason. She called that helpline for a reason. She wanted help. She just didn't know how to ask. And in all honesty, she was probably just scared and didn't know what help she needed. Like in that first time she called, or maybe it was the second one. The first one, I think. She was saying that she thought maybe it was her fault. Yeah, the very first one she was asking if it was her fault. Because Brenda was alone asking and saying like, no, at least I don't think so. It's very very common for rape victims to blame themselves. It is. And they think it's it's their fault. They, They know that it's... It can't be this other person. They must have done something to cause this to happen. And it's also, that's part of the toxic mm-hmm. situation that is a a date rape or a rape of any kind. In that situation, I mean, even just the way the guys were talking to Bonnie, saying, are you going to make us? Don't you know? Like, basically oh. putting it all on her, as, acting as if they're entitled to her. And I, I do love that then Brenda doesn't go and talk to her. Yeah. She doesn't go and tell her that, look what I did. I turned in these guys to the police for you. Nope. You're welcome. She just lets the girl be comforted by the police officer. And did you notice who was there? The police officer put his arm around her and walked her over to Carol. Mm-hmm. And Carol was down there from the helpline, the adult in charge. Yes. Because I, I bet Brenda went back and talked to Carol and said, "This is. I know this is going to happen again tonight. I know it. I'm. And Carol's like, we're bringing in the police. we got to protect absolutely. this girl. If you... Basically, if you have enough facts to yeah. compile evidence enough that's saying that if we are at the right place at the right time, we could catch these people in the act, yeah. and it's not just hearsay, then absolutely, let's do this. Yeah. Carol just seems like the type. She does. Well, that was the episode. That was that. Whew. That was a lot. It was very heavy, mm-hmm. but it was such an important topic. Again, even 30 years later, mm-hmm. this is a very important topic. It is. Because for all we know, there might be some girl out there listening who has experienced this or has a friend who has experienced this. Mm-hmm. And we, you guys need to know, there's no shame in going to authorities. Yeah. There's no shame in talking to an adult. Yeah. And the big things to really remember, any form of no, even if it's in the middle of a thing, is still a no. Mm-hmm. And... Even if you said yes once and then no later, still considered rape. It's not yep. your fault. The no wins out. Absolutely. Well, let's try to wrap this up before um, my heart can't handle too much more of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the IMDb ratings. Lowest for the season, 5.9. Highest for the season, 7.4. This episode is a 7.2. This is a higher one. Yep. This Mm -hmm. is one of the highest ones this season. 
What did you think of this? What kind of a rating would you give this episode? Hmm. That's hard because I did enjoy how they handled certain aspects of this episode. I yeah. feel like I would have enjoyed seeing a bit more from Andre and Brenda's interactions. Yeah. I feel like they kind of just, they did a couple of them, but I mean, a fun fact that I found was that this was the first episode that Andre and Brenda hung out and spent any time together, just the two of them. Oh, nice. We're not at fun facts yet, you sneaky, sneaky devil. But, like, I would have appreciated, I'm sorry, I would have appreciated seeing some more of that this early on, but I think overall I'm going to give this one, like, a seven. Just a seven, huh? Just a seven, yeah. Just because I understand the heavy topics are important, but I don't know, I just, I, I feel like this one I just can't put it as high as some of the others. You know, for me... I apparently am more generous this episode than you. Oh, really? I'm going with an 8. An 8.0 peaches. Alright. A full 8 peach episode because I've known people in my past who have been in Bonnie's situation. Mm -hmm. And if only they had a Brenda on their side. Yeah. You know? So seeing that, seeing it play out in such a good way. Yeah. Definitely... Yeah, nice. seeing the victim get taken care of mm-hmm. in the proper way yes. is something you don't, unfortunately, always see in real life. Nope. Nope. For sure not. And then, um, we, I just realized we actually did have one listener feedback, but it was about IMDb ratings and R ratings, oh. so I was saving it for now. <laughs> it's from your we dad. Didn't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband says that... <laughs> We are not very fair with our ratings, and that it's really not on a 0 to 10 scale. It's more like on a 6 to 10 scale. Well, because that's, for me, <laughs> he's it's... He's not wrong. I, he's not wrong. But I think because for me, I don't want to rate any of these episodes lower than what the overall average rating is. So yeah. my brain... Here's that, okay, the lowest for this season is 5.9. That means my brain goes, okay, so none of these episodes are worth less than a 6. Maybe we should start rating them not based on what it says in here. Maybe we should just start rating them. Let's go back and rediscuss all that on our midterm episode next week. We can definitely do that on midterm. And maybe we can choose to, if we choose to, re-rate them, we can update our ratings. Perhaps we could do that. Awesome. So now, Hannibal, any fun facts? Well, I do want to um, mention the writer for this episode was Charles Rosen. Um, Rosen? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think we chose Rosen last time. I think so. He's one of the writers who has written a decent amount of episodes of 90210. I think I want to remember, I want to say I remember he wrote 28 episodes throughout the entire series overall. I like his writing style. Very realistic. Yes, very realistic and unafraid to deal with those serious topics. Yeah. We do not have a clip for next week's episode because, like we said earlier, it's our midterm next week. Yes. Instead, you guys get to hear 58 seconds of us doing our blooper. Oh dear. Was that a new bracelet? Yeah. That's cute. What is it? It was a gift from Sarah and Greg. Aww. It's one for everybody at work. The inside has an inscription that says, if you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine. I'll delete it out. Yeah, it's okay. Or I won't. I don't know. 
discussing episodes one through nine mm-hmm. rehashing it out oh. so join us next week when we will probably have a lot of laughs because we do enjoy what we do yes we'll see you guys next time on back to the beach Fit. be sure to subscribe to our podcast and if you listen to us on apple podcast please rate and review us your reviews help us out a lot you can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. 